Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today's episode is a guest one. I'm looking forward to this conversation very much as it's a topic that I know lots of listeners and myself are interested in, Facebook ads. Today, I am talking with Daria Kotenko, who is a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist and the founder of Yellow Iris Marketing. Daria's passion is to help coaches and course creators use Facebook and Instagram ads in an authentic way that creates deep trust and naturally leads to sales without any sleazy tactics. Welcome to the podcast, Daria. Thank you so much for coming on. I am so looking forward to our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask all my guests. What is your money story? Oh my goodness. That is, I think, such a great question because so many of us have our personal story, but in so many ways, it's the same. Um, And I would have to say for me... Uh, I started thinking about, oh, what is my money story when it came to working with ads? And as an ads expert, I obviously work a lot with ads for other people. But what made me really dive deep into my own money story was when I realized I was really resistant to running my own ads. Even though I knew at the time the power of ads, the results that I can get clients, that was confident in my own skills. So that wasn't even a challenge. And yet I felt a lot of resistance of like, oh, but, but so I just realized that. And that really made me like think about maybe there is something to it that it's not just about the logical, but it's about what baggage we carry. And so for me, I think. Part of that was just from uh, childhood and certain things that we taught that, you know, you do the same thing. Um, and also, so um, I've, you know, immigrated in the United States. And so now I'm working with big numbers, you know, we're running thousands of dollars in ads. But at the same time, in my childhood, like $200 was a lot of money. Mm. And so coming from that background, I know it. It was really a process for me to unpack that, oh, it's okay. It's okay to go into that territory that feels really not safe. It's okay to feel like, because I think a lot of times people fall into this, um, this guilt feeling of, well, if I'm spending this much, but then there's other parts of the world where people just live in a fraction of that 
you know, per month or maybe even per year, right? And then there's like, oh, but how can I? And and I think it took me some time to get over that and be like, okay, well, I'm doing what's best for me. And also in doing that, I'm able to help other people. And if I just give all of my money away, like it's not going to serve anyone because I'm not going to be doing, be able to do anything going forward. If I like, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, that that's true for many people when they start to realize that by not allowing themselves to move forward, to not allow themselves to either make the money they can be making or to invest the money they could be investing to make more money, then actually they're not serving anybody. It's not benefiting those that they are feeling guilty that don't have access to the money, to the opportunities that they have. And the more you can earn, the more options you have with regards to who, how, and where you spend that money. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for me, it was really a process of, of thinking that and especially um, in the recent few months, because I come from Ukraine and as you may know, the country is going through some tough times right now. And so that really made me question basically any purchase. Like, how can you buy an expensive purse when, you know, people are fighting for their survival? And, and you know, those people, it's not just some people somewhere. It's like very, you know, very close um, to home. Yeah, it's close to home. And so it really made me question that. But then I realized that you have to preserve some sense of normality for yourself because if you do that, then again, then I would be able to earn more, show up differently for, you know, my potential clients, get more clients and then the results donate back and, and support those people who need that. But if we put ourselves in a position where we can't do any of that, um, th- then we can't help, right? Then yeah. who does that help? And also like, I think sometimes we feel like, oh, we need to give out everything. And I think so many female entrepreneurs fall into that. Oh, like once I make any money, I'm going to donate everything, right? Or donate, donate a percentage that really is unhealthy, right? Yeah. Because if we think about growing business, there should be some percentage that is invested back in the business. There should be some kind of savings that are supporting you because there is a natural fluctuation in business, like that's just a fact, right? Um, and I think at least I caught myself feeling that I need to donate as much as I can to the point that it was really unhealthy. Yeah. And so, and it was really interesting to process that of like, oh, well, yes, there is certain needs right now, right this very moment. But if I don't, like do certain things and put some system in place for to protect against myself (laughs) honestly speaking then i wouldn't be able to have a bigger impact because as we invest back in our business then we can build that bigger and bigger and bigger thing that potentially can then impact not few people but hundreds of people maybe thousands of people maybe even tens and hundreds of thousands down the road as we are building that structure for our business. And it was really interesting to me that this situation of being, you know, having something really dramatic close to home really like made me want to grow my business more. 
because I'm in a situation where, you know, my husband supports a lot of our needs and like live relatively comfortable life. So for, for a while, I feel like it was more of a, I wouldn't want to say hobby, but it was kind of like, well, if I make money good, if I don't, well, not a, not a mm-hmm. huge deal. And, and here, this whole situation really made me like, oh, I, I want to make impact. Like, it's not about me. It's much bigger than me. And like, we can actually, by, by growing our businesses, we can actually impact so many lives. But to do so, we need to make sure that we're investing back yeah. and we're, you know, we're pouring in our own cup so that then we can pour back to others. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for a lot of people, when they can make that direct correlation between, well, actually, if what I do creates a financial impact, that means I can also impact others positively with the additional money I'm making. But also, the money very often comes as a result of making that impact in society that impact on the people that you are serving, that impact on the community that you are establishing. And I think what a lot of people don't necessarily always grasp is the more money you make, the more options that you actually have. And I think when you have those options, that really is when you can create the greatest impact. And I think once people actually realize that, the guilt that is very often attached to making money, particularly given you come from Ukraine, what is happening in Ukraine, but actually by you pulling back from creating more income for yourself and your family, that isn't going, unfortunately, to stop the situation in the Ukraine anyway. With regards to what you do around supporting people to have effective Facebook campaigns, do you find yourself coming up against resistance from business owners because of the perception of the cost of Facebook ads versus the return and also the the messaging that goes around sometimes with regards to Facebook ads not necessarily being as effective as the cost can be or the the perception of what the cost can be for people yeah that's that's a, a great question and i think there is a there's a huge number of factors and definitely there is a well there is a number of things first of all i think people need to understand when when they hear certain things, you always need to think, who do I hear that from and what their goal is? Because I think there's a lot of messaging from people who build their business around helping people grow their business organically that the, oh, I did this without ads or ads are a waste of money because you don't need to do this because buy my thing. Right. So I think there's that. And there's nothing wrong with that message necessarily because, um, when we sell something, we kind of make something else an evil, right? Like we have a, essentially a competitor. So in that case, for that coach, right? Who, for example, uh, teaches you how to grow organically on Instagram, for them, paid ads are essentially an evil that they're fighting against. And so I think it's important to realize that 
those people say that partially because they're selling something other solution to you. And obviously, they want you to think that ads are not effective so that you buy their thing. So that's that's one thing that I want to mention. The other thing is when we, when we talk about Facebook and Instagram ads, a lot of times there's a lot of testing involved. You know, you have your message that you want to test. You have different audience that you can test. There is different offers, lots, lots of things to to test, experiment with, and not always the results are gonna be immediate, right? It's it's testing. We're we're seeing what's what's going on and everything like that, and. While we do the same testing in organic marketing, if we're posting on Instagram, like when it doesn't cost money, I think people take it much more easily mm-hmm. than that testing. Well, you're spending money on every single, you know, day, even if it's not that much. I think there is a perception of, oh, it's not working, but like it is working. We just need to test and see what exactly needs to to tweak or or this or that. Maybe people clicking on ad, but then they're not taking action on the landing page. Maybe they're you know signing up for your email list, but then you know after email list they're not taking the next step. So ads are working. It's just there needs to be some adjustments. And I think unfortunately a lot of people give up before uh, even finding that. Thing that works, and also like if people do it themselves, a lot of time the mindset, the money mindset comes in, and people are like, oh, I'm spending money. Oh, this is this is you know, I'm I'm losing money, right? Because we're always, um, I think in in uh, there was a study that proves that we're more, uh, we want to avoid pain more than seek pleasure, right? And and so consecutively, we avoid, um, we feel more pain when we lose something. In our mind, then yeah. when we reach something, right? And so the perception of spending money and getting something in return while we test, I think, is very great. And if you don't have a strong money mindset of this is investment, this is a long term, right? This is this is for the future, and 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 stick with that over some period of time, then it's easy to be like, oh, it's a waste of money. I'm gonna just, you know, I spent six hundred dollars. I haven't seen anything back so i'm just gonna quit now right but it's the same as uh, you know if you think about email marketing right when you're just starting out sending those emails a lot of times it's gonna take you 10 20 30 emails over a period of time for someone to buy from you right it's not gonna be what you will send one email and you're done right exactly same here it's just with ads every time you run ads it's gonna take money yeah. and so yeah, so I think there is that. And then another thing, of course, is, you know, what is your self-worth and what are you charging? Because I think a lot of times people, you know, struggle to raise their pricing and they're charged really low ticket. And then, of course, if you're paying for ads, and especially if you're paying for ads manager on top of that, then, you know, if you have a product that is $500, it might not cover you know, the, the profit that you get from ads is not going to cover you actually your investment. Yeah. So, so that like in my experience, really, it's, it, it's interesting to say that, but like there's much more profit to be made from like 5,000 products and it's much easier to actually sell it than something like 37, 97, you know, even like 497. It's much harder to actually make money out of it, even though we think 
oh, well, more people will buy it because it's cheap. Yeah. It's actually not true. I exactly. mean, yes, less people will buy that $5 product, but you just need one person Yeah. versus 10, 20, et cetera. That's needed for the, for the, the lower ticket. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a scarcity mindset shows up, you know, very frequently, you know, amongst business owners, um, being scared to invest because the returns can take longer. But it's exactly the same, I think, anyway, as, you know, renewing your, your IT, you know, your laptop top your you know your your equipment you won't necessarily see a return immediately but actually the goodwill that is developed because you have got a more efficient IT setup you can respond to clients more effectively you can capture their information more effectively it's the same when it comes to investing and i think that is the mindset shift you're not paying for Facebook ads. They're not a cost. They are an investment, but they have to be utilized in your business when you have already tested whatever it is you're selling organically. You've grown your audience organically that they that you know there is a desire for that product. But then a point in time comes when you go, right, okay, I know what I have sells because I have tested it, as opposed to taking an untried and tested service or product and hoping that Facebook ads will speed up that process of acceptance of being purchased, because I don't think that would be be the case. You have got to have sown the seed, first of all. Am I correct in my thinking there? Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more because I think so often, and I've seen this a lot when I was just starting out as an ads manager, and obviously my pricing was a little uh, less expensive at that point, which is another interesting topic. But um, a lot of times when people are just starting out, they try to use ads as a way to solve their marketing problem, you know, as a way to solve their selling problem, right? If they have hard time selling, um, maybe it's specifically a sales skill. Maybe it's a money mindset issue where they have really hard time naming their price when they're, you know, on the sales call and then the times come to, um, for them to name their price and they're like have their, their throat just closes and they fear and they're sweating, right? If that's the case, like ads are not going to fix that because what you have to understand is ads are still showing you, right? Ads are like an amplifier, like a, a speaker that you're given so that you can speak not to one person, but to thousands, right? But if your message is not connecting, right? If, if, if you're not, not, if you don't know how to express yourself, if you don't know how to communicate that A to B transformation that you have, like, even if you speak to thousand people, it's not going to work. Right. And you have to find that unique approach that you have that whatever your secret sauce is so that then you can spread that message to many more people. Right. But if you haven't found that, like, if you, if you if you're a carbon copy of everyone else and and you don't really know how to sell or whatever else, like yes, ads are not gonna save that 
at all. Yeah. That's just going to amplify that issue. Yeah. And and have cost you and, and have been essentially money thrown down the drain. So I think, you know, what I am hearing, and I'm glad to hear that, you know, my thought process on, on this was correct. You know, what I'm hearing is, is that Facebook ads should, should form part of your growth strategy and to be part of a, a process of testing, marketing and outreach to an audience where you have done that initial proofing of the concept, you know, of the service or the product that you're providing. You will have tested that with your audience organically and made any tweaks that you need to make along the way. You know that your your price points are right for the audience to which you are selling and it, it is selling. And then just like any other investment in your business, be that upgrading systems, be that, you know, bringing on new team members, be that looking at upskilling, etc. Facebook ads falls into that next step growth strategy when you are being strategic around your next steps and being aware that it is an investment. And like with any investment, you know, it always says, you know, any financial investment, you know, your investment can go up and it can go down. So to be doing it in a way that is sound and is as proven as possible, you know, you're, you are limiting the risk as much as you can, but recognizing that it has a purpose. It's part of your your marketing activity when you've gone through that process in a step-by-step way. Absolutely. And I think it's important to realize, like you said, it's a it's a growth strategy. So it's it's something that will help you to get to that next level, right? It's something that is a long-term strategy. If you want to get from let's say six figures to multiple six, maybe even seven figures, like that could be a great tool, but that implies that you already have some success. And another thing is that you know, when you're selling to your own audience that you already have without ads, um, you're selling to warm audience who is much more forgiving, right? If you're selling to you know, your friend, your former colleague, anyone who knows you will be much more willing to forgive small things or like whatever, maybe technical problems you have, whatever else, right? And that's why I always suggest for my um, clients, if you have a first launch, for coaches, right? If we want to launch a project, do that organically, do that with people you know who are, you know, in this essentially more forgiving. And so they're going to buy from you, even if it's not like 100% clicks, because then you can tweak those things and you can work with those people, gain that experience, and then present it to a cold audience. Because when we're talking about ads, um, and, and when we're talking about ads, it could be more, more, put it both organic and paid, um, or both um, cold and warm audience, I should say. But like a lot of times people think about cold audience and cold audience, you know, the moment you're like, oh, I forgot what you said, they're gone. They're not going to care essentially because yeah. they don't know you. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, it was funny. I saw an advert, uh, a Facebook advert um, this week and I've come across the gentleman running the adverts before, and he's he's a very, very good coach, really good coach. 
But his advert in the text was talking about the start of his challenge in February 2022. And I thought that's whoever is, you know, whether he did it for himself or he had somebody do it for him, I don't know. But exactly as you've just said there, anybody looking at that would go, well, attention to details, not there, because it's actually May 2022 now, not February 2020. Exactly. And I do have a vague recollection in my mind that somebody had said this, this coach was doing a challenge back in February, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. So he obviously hadn't updated his ad copy. And potentially that is going to turn off, you know, a lot of people who, who will associate, well, if he's not bang on the money on a date for the challenge, how is he really going to be coaching me? Now, I know he's a good coach, so that wouldn't necessarily worry me. I would just go, ah, bit of an error there. Something's not been checked. Whereas somebody else in this busy online world, exactly as you said, wouldn't necessarily be so forgiving. So how have you been able to, what what steps have you taken to get over that initial relationship you had with money in terms of the investment needed in Facebook versus how you were thinking about, oh, it's a lot of money. How, how have you got that to now sit more comfortably with you? I think for me, it's always like small steps, right? And I think it's just keep doing what you're doing. But a lot of that was obviously coaching and just being exposed to people. Cause I know like, um, I, so I started with, for example, with my pricing, right? I started, uh, charging, I think it was $7.97 per month, which is crazy to think about now. Uh, and then, and then I moved to $9.97, which felt like a jump. And then I was in the coaching program and $1,500 a month felt like, Oh my goodness, I could never do this. Like I couldn't. And I had a multiple chats with people with my coach. And, but once she said, Oh, I actually have my uh, ads manager who charges $1,500. And I'm like, okay, there's an example of that. But then I met this other person who is specifically for ads and she's like, well, I charge $3,500. And I'm like, Oh, so I think being exposed to people who do similar things to you yeah. and having those examples in your life, because a lot of times I think the first step is just having awareness that what is possible is in, in our mind, like we're like, well, this is not possible. This is just not possible, right? And so breaking that ice of this is not possible was examples of real people we know in our lives that have done that and maybe have gone even past that. So challenging those assumptions, I think, is the first key step. And then and then taking it step by step. Because I think like I know for me, like having a jump from Charging nine hundred seven two three k would be a lot, and and I would handle that not just from the money mindset, but also, um, you know, the type of client. Because I think what's interesting about pricing, and I have been thinking about it a lot, that it's not just what we do; it's not just what service we provide and the quality of that service and maybe your experience, whatever else, but it's also what type of person do you want to attract, right? Because I realized that for this um, ads uh, person that I'm talking about, who's charging 3500 
Like she works with seven, uh, seven figure people exclusively. And for that type of person, that makes sense. If you're making seven figures in your business, spending, you know, three thousand on an ads manager seems like not a big deal, but you also need to get to, to the point where you're comfortable working with those type of people. Right. And so, but at the same time, on the other spectrum of that, I know that when I was charging very little, like 77, I was attracting the, I don't want to say the worst because they're not the worst, but I was attracting people who also had the money mindset issues. Yeah. So you attract the same kind of people who have the same level of money issues as you do. And then as a result, you have all those challenges that we were talking before where people don't want to test or people like they spend hundred dollars and then we're like, well, I'm not, we're not spending anymore. Like, well, I can't help you if you're not spending anything. So that, that ties my hands. Right. Uh, and so I had all these challenges, which you don't have once you pass certain type of client, right? Once you pass, once you work with people who are like at six figures and multiple six figures, I don't want to say budget. they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah. have an understanding that this yeah. is investment. Yeah. And I think, um, Going back to that idea of investment, just like let's uh, uh, imagine a situation where you work with a coach. That coach has a three months package, right? You have, I don't know, whatever price that you paid for that. If you want to get results from that, you have to show up for your calls, right? You have to do whatever your homework, whatever the, the, the coaching you do, whatever the subject is, you have to show up. You have to do the work throughout those three months. You can't be like, Oh, I did this for three weeks. I'm, I, I didn't see results, right? I think the same with ads. And this is why, like with my clients, I say, Hey, we have to have three months package, three months minimum because we need to do testing, because we need to go through that process. And yes, it's going to take money, but unless we go all the way and walk out on the other side, we're not going to see the return. And so if you spend less, but you stop doing that, then you're not going to see the result, obviously, because you didn't walk the whole way, right? You didn't come out on the other side. Yeah. And so th that's, I think, another thing that people need to realize that, yes, at the beginning, it's going to be a lot of testing, but it is like any investment you need to go through with it. Absolutely. And I, you know, I love what you said there with regards to, you know, the evidence, you know, going out and seeing what, you know, other people in your marketplace are charging, but also thinking about, you know, the clients that you want to be attracting. And you are only going to attract clients of a higher level if you are valuing what you do and pricing that service, you know, accordingly. And I think a lot of people, when it comes to pricing, you know, their service-based proposition, they start off with the mindset, you know, the less I charge, the more clients I'm going to get. When actually that isn't true. Yes, you might attract some clients, but they're very likely to be the most challenging of clients. The clients really looking to make everything they possibly can out of that small amount of money, but also you're not going to be creating the right levels of testimonials. You're not going to be getting back the social proof, everything that you need in order to upscale your clients, upscale your pricing and business and moving away from that 
simply exchanging your time for somebody else's money. So I think yeah, that's yeah, carry on. Absolutely. And and when we are coming from a mindset of if I charge less, I get more clients, we are attracting people who are price shoppers. And those people really have very little loyalty for you because the moment someone else offers $5 or pounds less, they're going to be gone, right? And so I think it's really important to find our unique proposition, our unique audience, right? Because then you're building loyalty and then those people are going to stay with you and come back to you when you're offered new services, whatever your model is, right? Then we're building that real community and tribe that is connected to you rather than the fact that you're the cheapest on the market. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. I think that that loyalty piece, again, is something that gets forgotten about. And you are right. When somebody values what you are doing, is prepared to pay for it, then if you provide the service that goes alongside that value, then that's when you are assured of loyalty. And that's when you get returning repeat clients. And that is, you know, that's what everybody wants. So don't want to be continually looking for a new client to replace an old client, to replace a new client, because that's not a satisfying and it's not a business model that is sustainable either. So I think you bringing up loyalty there is a key component of really understanding the value proposition that you have and where you want to take it to, because that goes a long way into providing longevity for your business. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so ironic because a lot of times people start with a lower price because they think it's going to attract more people. But if anything, in my experience, the people who pay the most are the best clients that I had. Like they're actually are the easiest client to get results for. They're the easiest client because they're, you know, not checking with me every five seconds because they, they trust in my knowledge. And those are, there's a fantastic clients. And, and it's, it's ironic, I think, because so often people think, well, if I just charge less, I'm going to attract more people. And it's, even if it's true, which is not always, you're not going to really enjoy what you're doing. No, no, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. So Daria, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm a lot on Instagram. I'm an ads by Daria on Instagram. And my company is called Yellow Iris Marketing. So you can find all things how to work with me on yellowirismarketing.com. Brilliant. And we'll ensure that all your contact details are in the show notes so people can easily find you. Thank you so much. It was really fun chatting with you. Thank you. I've loved our conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at Leslie-Thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money.
I would love to hear from you, so please do email me at leslie at leslieathomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset and in turn, you can master the money you make in your business.